lost some latitude. I should have asked you before. Good evening. Today we're learning Daf Kav Ches, and we're also going to do Chav Tes. It moves pretty quickly. This will put us a blot ahead. And then on Where Friday, well, we're on Kav Ches and Aleph at the Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down. We'll learn all of Kav Ches and Chav Tes until about two-thirds of the way down as well. And then uh, tomorrow is Thursday. Thursday. We're going to learn one blot. Friday, we're going to learn one blot in the morning. Shabbos, we'll learn Sunday's blot and then nothing on Sunday. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I don't know what I'm going to do for Shabbos. It's all going to be recorded and posted in advance. As I will be in Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Okay, here we go. Two-thirds of the way down. Fascinating question. All right, now I'm 15 years old. I remember something from when I was 12 years old. Does that count as edus? My memories of when I was a child. Is that edus? How does that work? It says the Gemara, yes, ne'emanin. However, you're not ne'eman for everything. Let's see what you are ne'eman for, and then we'll see what you're not ne'eman for. Ne'eman adam lomar zek sab shal abba. I recognize my father's handwriting. My father has very distinct handwriting. I could see it from a mile away. My mother too. V'zek sab shal rebi, if one recognizes their rebi's handwriting. V'zek sab shal achi, or my brother. Now, here, obviously, we're going to have to ask why we need all three of these. What's the difference? We'll ask that in the Gemara. A person can also say, mm-hmm. uh, my, uh, my daughter made a comment today in the car, Taka. I saw so-and-so. They weren't dressing in accordance with, Jew- with Jewish law. Now, this My daughter's a katana. She's uh, 11 years old. So if she's a gadola, and then she says, I saw this person without a shaitel, maybe they're not married. So that, that's Edus. That's Edus, says the Gemara. She can't say it now because she's a katana. But once she hits her bas mitzvah and she reflects on the past, that's allowed. This kid can say, I remember when I was in elementary school, they pulled this kid out of class to stick him in the mikvah so he could eat chuma. Therefore, Reverse inference, he must be a Kohen. I remember I saw when we were down at the granary getting food as Kohanim, I saw this guy there, he's also a Kohen. He can reflect on his childhood and say, this place is a Besapras, which is where, as we've learned many times in Shas, where there was a concern about uh, bones of a human being there where a Kohen might become Tameh. We, we knew our upper limits of how far we could walk for Tchum Shabbos or for an Eruv. That would be Ne'eman as well. And that's Lemaisa here in Chicago. Let's say that a child says when he's 13 years old, I remember last year when I was 12, I could only go up to here. This is We trust that child. That's Ne'eman. Even though the testimony is while he's a Gadol, from a time and experience that was before he was a Gadol, I felt PK we still trust him. Now, all of that is the good stuff. What do we not trust a child for? The Gemara says, uh, I shouldn't say we don't trust a child. What do we not trust the adult to recall from when he was a child? This was a particular person's place. This person had a particular position. Rashi cheats for us and tells us what's going on because it's uh, it's case scenarios that affect people's mumminess. Okay, so we'll get to that in the Gemara. When is it that we say that we trust this adult as he reflects on his childhood? That is if there is a gadol who is with him. Why did we have all of the cases of the signatures, the father, the Rebbe, and the brother? If we would have only had the case of the father's signature, yeah, we understand why you would why you would know your father's signature. 
you live in the same exact house. But because you don't live in the same house as your Rebbe, maybe then we would assume that a person might not really know the handwriting well enough. V'yashmun and Rabo, if we said that, okay, we understand why you need the father and the Rebbe, the level of Yira that a person has for his Rebbe is often greater than that for his father. V'yashmun and Hanitarte, and if I would have had both of these, then I might have thought, in regards to my father, I see him all the time. In regards to my Rebbe, I have a lot of fear for him, so I'm always going to be very conscientious about his handwriting. I might have thought that by a brother uh, that I wouldn't be trusted with his handwriting. How often do I look at my brother's handwriting? At least this is what the Gemara is assuming, and I certainly don't fear my brothers. Therefore, since since uh, verifying a star is midrabanan, therefore the rabbis trusted us with dine dirabanan. Good. Five lines from the bottom, we said that this 15-year-old can reflect on his childhood saying, I know that this woman wasn't dressed properly. My time, what is the reason why this is the case? After all, remember what uh, what Rashi had foreshadowed for us, that we were concerned that a child is not allowed to give edus. An adult cannot give child give, give edus from his childhood if there's a financial impact. Doesn't this have a financial impact? It can change the ksuba. If a woman is Yotze's behinuma, she's wearing clothing that reflects the fact that she's not married. So doesn't that edus mean that her ksuba is 200? So says the Gemara, my time, why is it that we trust this adult to reflect on his childhood in a way that, that's accurate? After all, there's money involved. Says the Gemara, since when most women get married, they are besulos, there's a rove in play. And because there's a rove in play, therefore, gilui milsebe almahu, this uh, edus that the 15-year-old is giving from when he saw a woman when he was 12, to see to say that she was dressed like a basula would be dressed, that's only a gilui milsa be'alma. It's not really edus. It's not really edus. It's just a gilui milsa. Three lines from the bottom, we had said, we said, oh, I remember when I was in fifth grade, the Schwartzes, they always got pulled out and they always got thrown into the mikvah and then they would eat some truma. Why is it that our Mishnah doesn't include the possibility that it's an Eved Kohen, not just the Kohen, but maybe the Eved of a Kohen, says the Gemara, if the, by virtue of the fact that it was omitted from our Mishnah, that's Misayayale, the Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. What does Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi say? Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Adam. It's usher for a person to teach his child Torah. That's why the Eved wasn't included in our Mishnah, because you're you're remembering a case scenario where a kid was pulled out of school. Rabbi Yishuv and Levi doesn't allow for that. You're not allowed to teach an Eved. You can only teach a proper Kohen. That's why this case wasn't included in our Mishnah. Asks the Gemara below, we don't allow the Eved to learn Torah. After all, we have the following price of Tanya. Lo vehemenu rabo, if the Eved borrows money from his master, Oshia so rabo apotropis, top of kafchesim and base. Or if the master made him into an apotropis, a guard of some kind. Oshia hiniach tefillin bifnei rabo, or he puts on tefillin in front of his Rebbe Oshia. Karash losha psukim beveis Oh, we see the Eved is learning Torah. So then under all of these circumstances, forgetting the context because it's not really relevant, we see in this Mishnah, in this Brisa, I should say, it's a Brisa, right? Yeah, we see in this Brisa 
that an Eved does learn Torah. So how can Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi say that an Eved doesn't learn Torah? Says the Gemara Hasam, in that case where he's reading the three Pesukim, that's the Ikri Eved Midaito. He did that on his own. However, Kika Amrinan, when we said uh, when we said that uh, our Mishnah, where we excluded the Eved and we said it's like Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, mm-hmm. that's the Kanai Be Minagbanim. We don't treat him like our kids. We don't, if you're a Kohen, you don't treat the Eved like a, he's not allowed to go to Yeshiva. We don't send the Eved of a Kohen to Yeshiva. He's not the same as a Kohen. He's an Eved. So therefore, our Mishnah is like the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua and Levi that we omitted the case of Eved because an Eved is not allowed to learn Torah. Fine. Litbo lechel betruma. We said that a person can do tevila. That this child it would be a kohen. He can go to the mikvah. What case are we talking about? Only betruma derabbanan. We must be talking about truma derabbanan. But we wouldn't allow this fifteen-year-old to say, "When I was twelve, my friend was pulled out." We wouldn't trust him enough to, in, in regards to truma dorai. So only truma derabbanan. That this family, this child. Um, you know, the, the Kohen who's, who's 12, you know, he's reflecting back on when he was 12. He's like, I remember the Schwartzes, they were down by the granary as well. The Dilma Eved Kohen, who, why here do we exclude Eved Kohen? After all, here, an Eved is definitely allowed to collect on behalf of his master, says the Gemara. It's not, it must be that our Mishnah is, We must be talking about a case where we're following the Shita and the Tanoim, that yes, an Eved can collect at the granary, at the Beis HaGranos, but only if his master is with him. What is the source for this? Titania, we have a Brisa. This Brisa is talking about an Eved who's a Suffolk Eved Suffolk Kohen, a unique case. And on that, we have the following. Machlokes, the Tanakama is Rebbe Huda, and that's our Mishnah. In Huda, exactly like we just said. However, there is a dissenting opinion, and we're going to learn the rest of the Brisa too. Rebbe Yossi Omer, Yachol Hu Sheyomar, Im Kohen Anitznu Lebishvil Atzmi. He could, Rebbe Yossi says, this, this Suffolk Eved Suffolk Kohen has a Chakira to make. If I'm a Kohen, then give me for me. And if I'm only the Eved of, then give me to know the Bishvil Rabbi. Okay, so that's why he doesn't agree with the Shita of Rabbi Huda, and he allows the Eved to collect even without his master. So our Mishnah obviously is like the opinion of Rabbi Huda, who only allows the Eved to collect food from the granary with his master. In the place of Rabbi Huda, because an Eved was never allowed to collect on his own, when someone was collecting on their own, that implied that they were a Kohen proper. So therefore, we could make the assumption that if a person was collecting food at the granary, that they're taka, a real Kohen. But in the place of Reb Yossi, because we would allow for an Evid to collect, uh, because there was a suffix, if Manavshach, either he was a Kohen he should collect, or he was an Eved that could collect on behalf of his master. Either way, therefore, Rav Yossi was of the opinion that we do not uh, extrapolate from one's collection of truma, from one's collection of uh, truma at the granary to the fact that he's a Kohen Meyuchas. And then Abraisa plays this out a little bit. <clears throat> Tanya, we're a third of the way down on Kavchesim at Beis, heading to the end of the parak. Amar Rav Lazar Rav Lazar says, I never gave testimony. And then it says, Pamachas, hey, obviously it's hyperbolic language. It doesn't mean, obviously it doesn't mean never. It just means I never give testimony. I mean, I gave one time. That's kind of the tone of the writing here. So he says, I never gave testimony. But one time when I was giving testimony, they made an Eved into a Kohen based on my word. And it was an, it was a mistake. Says the Gemara, 
you think that a Kaddish Baruch Hu would let this error ever happen? Rashi highlights the story about Pinchas ben Yair, that his donkey couldn't do anything wrong. He wouldn't even eat food that was untied. If a donkey wouldn't be led astray, the, the donkey of a tzaddik wouldn't be led astray to violate halacha. So there's no possible way that they inadvertently made an evidence into a coin because of some mistake the Rebbe Lazar made. That's ridiculous. Ella says the Gemara bikshu lahalos alpi. They started the process. They're like, oh, according to Rebbe Lazar, who gave it this, maybe just maybe this evidence really is a coin. It didn't end up happening, but they started talking about chaza be'asrei the Rebbe Yosi be'azil be'asid be'asrei the Rebbe Yehuda. And what was the case? It was a case where they saw a coin getting food in the location of Rav Yossi. And if you'll recall, Rav Yossi was of the opinion that ein that we don't infer that the person who's collecting is by definition a coin miyucha. So if a person collects in Asr de Rav Yossi and the testimony was given by Asr de Rav Yehuda, that's very confusing. So that was the case that we were talking about with Rebbe Lazar. Somebody saw, let's say, Ploni Almoni collecting in a place of Rabbi Yossi, but he was a Rabbi Yehuda Jew. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's Malin Mitrum Eliyuchsim. We should assume he's a Kohen. Says the Gemara, you can't do that. You can't do that. That brings us to the two dots halfway down on Kofches Amud Beis. Says the Gemara, why is it that we trust him in regards to a Beis HaPras? Why do we trust the 15-year-old who is reflecting on his time as a child that this field is a Beis HaPras? Because Beis HaPras that field is only is only going to be treated if a Kohen goes through there uh, without being careful. A person who is a Kohen can walk through a Beis HaPras. He should just blow the dirt in front of him as he steps to make sure that there are no bones protruding from the ground. And if a base apras was plowed, then for sure it's tahor. So obviously the whole field is only going to be a concern at worst. My time, why is it that a base apras that was plowed is considered tahor? Because it certainly was going to be trampled to the point that any bone that's there is so small that it cannot cause for tumor. Next, two, three lines before the middle width lines. Vadkan Hainu Boin Bishabis, the end of the Tchum Shabbos, Kasavar Tchumin Derabanan, a beautiful diuk from the Gemara, that it must be we're dealing with the with the Shita that Tchumin are Derabanan. This comes up Lamaisa when people are, uh, you have to get in a taxi on Shabbos to go somewhere. Uh, it comes up, Postkim discusses in regards to opening packages on Shabbos. If the package came from outside the Tchum, so that's a big problem. So most of our packages that we get, unless you're ordering something specialty, let's say you order something locally from Amazon, Lemaisa, it's probably coming from the place on Howard. So that for them to come on Shabbos, that's not a Tchum violation. That's uh, nothing. That's nothing. In theory, they could have walked it to our house. We all live so close. It uh, doesn't mean it's mutter to open packages on Shabbos. That's a shaila in the post game. There are times when we're mekil. Uh, there are times when we're machmer. And please ask your local Orthodox rabbi. But one of the things that are factored in in regards to packages being opened is whether or not the package was carried by a goy outside of a tchum Shabbos, which would be an iser derabonah. It shouldn't be Our Mishnah highlighted cases where we don't trust the 15-year-old who is now a gadol to reflect on his time as a child. Why didn't we uh, allow him to give testimony in these cases? Says the Gemara, first of the middle with lines, because my time, we don't allow this 15-year-old to give testimony from moments of his childhood, which generate 
the extraction of funds from other people. That's not a, that's not right. That's not right. We have a higher, let's just say it in our parlance, the burden of proof that we need is, is it has to be stronger than that. You have to have edus as a gadol from something that happened when you're a gadol, not edus from something when you were a kata. Tani Rabbana, ne'eman hatinok lomar kach amar li abba. When it says ne'eman hatinok, Rashi explains it's actually our case in our Mishnah. Ne'eman, a gadol, from when something happened when he's a tinok to say, he can say, when I was 12, my father told me, tahora, So it says the Gemara, uh, let's say that uh, when I was 10, my father said to me, the neighbors, uh, the neighbors to the West, they're tmeim. So first the Gemara is bothered by the language. We're going to be metame, a whole family. Tahora utmea sal Says the Gemara, you're right, that isn't the correct language. This is in regards to yichus, not in regards to actual tuma status. That's, of course, not the case. We don't, uh, we're not matame whole families at once. That's, you want to say they're all met so right, okay, that's possible, but just off the cuff to, to just, just hear as a child, that family is a bunch of tmeim. That's not a normal comment. So the Gemara says, you're right, we're talking about yichus. Fine. The Brisa continues. We ate a special meal called a ktsatsa. We're going to learn about what this meal is at the end of the page called ktsatsa shel ploni. When we see this meal, then we can trust that it happened, even if the edus is given by a 15-year-old from when he was a child. And as well, he can recall from his childhood that they would give challah, they would give, uh, you know, the, the percentage, a small percentage of the challah of the dough to a kohen. And matanus as well, the animal parts that they would give to a kohen, that too, a person who's a gadol can reflect from his childhood and say, I remember these things. However, only al yadei atzmo, he can only reflect on him saying, about himself. We are not Kohanim. We gave our hafrash eschala to a Kohen. We gave the animal parts to the Kohen. Only if he did it himself. He can't say, when I was a child, my father told me that my neighbors gave the Kohen chala. That doesn't count. Too indirect. We don't trust. We don't trust anyone to say that. And then Oh, thank you. V'chulan, five lines into the wide lines. Everyone agrees that if the child was an Oved Kochavim and he converted, or Eved V'nishtachar, we don't trust testimony. Now you're from, you, let's say you converted the day before your Bar Mitzvah. And now you're uh, now you're a from Ben Torah and you're 14. You want to remember from when you were 12 and a goy? No dice. 12 when you were an Eved? Also no dice. That doesn't work. You have to be, when we allow the, the, a person to rely on his memory bank from his childhood, that's only under the narrow circumstances that you were actually Jewish. And now to the line that I had apparently skipped, two. As we saw in our mission, similarly quoted here in this brisa, that we don't trust a child when there's a case of, uh, of extraction of money. And then difficult to understand, which the Gemara is going to analyze, Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, Omer, uh, Omer and we do trust them. It's just a little hard to know what he's talking about because we just quoted four cases in the brisa. Which one was he talking about? The Gemara says, Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, Ahayo. Which part of this was he talking about? If you want to say it's the last case of the Brisa where we said that he's Naaman, that he's not Naaman to say that that this guy had a job over here, this guy was a professional eulogizer. That can't be. It can't be that Rav Yochanan ben Baroka would have been said would have said that they're Naaman there because that's a case where we're ruining someone's parnasa or changing their finances. It must be Aresha. It must be talking about an earlier part of that Brisa. Which part of the 
Brice, who was Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroka going lenient on, says the Gemara, and somewhat shockingly, on that, Rav Yochanan ben Baroka Omer Ne'emanan. Wow, who would have ever thought? Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, is that his name? Uh, yeah. Rav Yochanan ben Baroka was of the opinion that if a child was 12 and a goy, and then he converts and becomes a gadol, that now that he's a gadol and a yid, he can reflect back on his time, not only as a child, but even when he was a goy as a child. And that's considered to be valid edus. That's fascinating. The Maikamiflage, last of the middle width lines. What's this machlokas all about? Why is it that some of the Tanaim trust a 15-year-old to reflect on his childhood as a goy before he became a ger, or as an Eved before he became Nishtachir? Why would we trust it? I understand you want to trust the Yid. Okay, whatever, you're a content. You don't really have das, but you're a Yid. You're thinking in halachic terms, right? So at least my kids don't... My kids who are Ketanim, they're, they don't have uh, academic integrity, but they have memories. <laughs> they have, they, I, But they know what halacha is. My son said to me the other day, he's like, okay, Abba, I was speaking for Rabbi Garfinkel on Shabbos and for his chavah, they're not from. He's like, okay, but they know Hilchah Shabbos, right? I'm like, they don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know an olive from a base. They don't know Shabbos from weekday. They barely know anything. Nothing. He couldn't even like, my son's like, I don't know. Because my son thinks like a from kid. So I can understand. You want to trust a from kid. I got it. But you want to trust a, a guy who's 12 and now that he's 15? It's crazy. But my commitment says the Gemara Tanakama Savar. The reason why the Tanakama forbade trusting this 15-year-old to remember his 12-year-old childhood is because Savar came and He doesn't even know how to think like a yid. He's not, he doesn't know anything in Shulchan Aruch. He doesn't know an olive from a base. He's a guy. He doesn't know anything. And says the Gemara, what about Rav Yochanan ben Baroka? Rav Yochanan ben Baroka, the, the Mechudah Shita, he says, first long line, Savar came into Daite because he probably had in mind that he was going to be converting. So he started to think like a Yid, Yiddishakab, made the Kavadak. He was paying attention. So here we now have three categories. We have the category of a 12 year old who is a guy with no intention of converting. We for sure don't trust him, even according to Rav Yochanan ben Baroka. Then we have the case of Yochanan ben Baroka, where he's 12. He's like, I really love Judaism. I'm going to convert. He's already thinking a little bit like a Yid. Then when he's 15, we can trust him about his age. When he was 12, as he considered being a Yid. And then there's the Chachamim who say, this is ridiculous. When you're a Goy, we have, you have no Naman to look back. It doesn't, doesn't work at all. Those are the three different approaches. Now, we had said that we trust a child to speak about a Ketzatza, a particular meal that was taking place. This is one of those things where... You have to be a real kanoi to do this. We don't really do these things nowadays. My ktsatsa, says the Gemara de Taner Ketsa what is this type of ktsatsa, this meal? Echad min ha'achen. There's one brother. Shenasa isha she'ena He married a woman who doesn't have good yichus. So ba'in b'nei mishpacha, the whole family comes around. Umevin chavis m'leya peros. They bring a huge barrel of fruit. V'shovrin osaba'em sarachava. They take a sledgehammer and they, they just... Crack open the barrel in the middle of the street. The Omrim and they call out, "Achenu beis Yisrael, Shimu, my fellow brethren, everybody listen. Achenu ploni, my brother so and so, nasa isha sheinahogeneslo. He married a girl doesn't have good yichus. Umisyarein anu, we're afraid shemayisarev zaro bizarenu. Wow, this is very bad for family politics. You, you, we're afraid that he's going to have kids that are going to mix with our kids. This is not. It's not. It's not Yiddish kid. They're Jewish, but the yichus is bad. Everybody come take an apple out of the barrel that I just broke in the middle of the street. So that everyone knows about my brother and his wife. 
you should not be hanging out with those with those kids. We believe that kid. This is one of those memories. It's hard to forget. It's hard to forget. What did you do when you were 12? Well, I remember when I was in the city square and my dad took a sledgehammer and cracked open a barrel of apples and uh, made a big pronouncement about my brother or my, my uncle. Yeah, about my brother. Fun Thanksgiving that year. I, I think I think they went to the to the wife's family that year. I am just guessing. Hadron We finished another parakin shas. We um, are, are trucking along. I think we're going to be close to nine hundred and fifty blot this week. I think while I'm out of town, it will be nine hundred and fifty blot. I think Shabbos is nine forty five. Baruch Hashem, we finished yet another parak. You read so we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Let us learn a little bit more. The new parak begins on the top of Chav Tesamet Aleph. If a man has Tashmash Amitah with any of the following Na'aros, key languages, Na'aros, we know that there's Katan, there's Na'ar, there's Bogeris. We'll get into some of these languages today. So, that if there is Tashmash Amitah, that there is uh, going to be a Knas, a punishment. One is with a Mamzeres, that's Pasuk and Chumash. Nasina is a Machlokes, Rashi Tosos. Rashi Dibra Maskal Nasina, eight lines down, says, Min Hagivon, Viasur, Lakal, the David Gazar, Lane, the Gazer, the Rabbanon. Tosos on the left side, top Tosos. Third line, be near the Rabbeinu Tam. The Hamashma begemar the Nesina have a deraisa. The Machlokes Rashi Tosos who the Nesinim were was it a group of people that was exerted their abundant from David or was it din deraisa? We don't know. Uh, or I should say it's a Machlokes. And the Alakusis that's a conversation too about what they are. Habalagiyores velashuiyav velashivcha. If a person is intimate with a girl who converted, a girl who was held captive, or a shivcha, sheniftu v'shenisgayru v'shenishtachru who respectively were freed, converted, or freed again, I guess in different ways. And had they been when they were in that scenario, and now they're older, then if a person was intimate with them, they get a knas. As well, all of these family members, a man who sleeps with his sister, with his father's sister, with his mother's sister, with his wife, his wife's sister, with his brother's sister, with his father's brother's sister, and with a nida, this should instantly trigger a question. For, for us, we're familiar with the principle in Shas called that when you've done two things wrong, only the larger consequence is given. So what do you mean? You slept with a nida and you're going to get a knas? That's very strange. Why that? We have a larger consequence to be given. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, last uh, last couple lines of the Mishnah here on Chav Testament Aleph, and many of these, if not all of these relationships, actually have an Onesh Kares, but since the Onesh Kares is a Din Minah and it's not an Onesh Bezdin, it's meted out here, Ba'olam Therefore, we don't apply where we use the trump card of the larger consequences is applied because there is, the larger consequence is hashkafek, halachik, but it's not, you're not getting lashes, you're not getting a physical punishment. So therefore, the kanas applies here. Asks the Gemara third of the way down at the open of the Gemara, <laughs> what about a regular girl? You've, been, you've given me every iteration of a woman you shouldn't be sleeping with. What about a regular girl? Says Gemara, of course, of course. Hachi Kamar. Elunaros adding the word psulo, sheishlem knas. Obviously, and of course, obviously, there'd be a knas as well for sleeping with a totally normal girl. Nara in Ktanalo. A Nara, yes, a Nara is a girl who's a little bit older, but a Ktana, she's tiny. She's a little kid. So there's no onus by a Ktana. Who's a, there's no Knas by a Ktana, says the Gemara Mantana. Who would be the author of our Mishnah if this is true? That would be Amar Vihuda Marav. That would be Rav Meir He, the Tanya. Ktana mi bas yom echad se'aros, la knas. She can be sold as a Shifcha. 
and she does not have a knas. From the time that she sees Shtei until she becomes a Bogeris, which is 12 and 6 months, So Reb Meir is a perfect match for our Mishnah, which implies only a Nara, but not a Ketana. And Reb Meir continues, These have an inverse relationship. Whenever a girl can be sold as a Shifcha, by definition, she doesn't have a Knas, if you sleep with her. And the converse is also true as well. When she's no longer eligible to be sold, by definition, she has a Knas. Where's the line in the sand? It's from the time that she has Shtei Sarah. So our Mishnah aligns perfectly with Reb Meir, but not the Chachamim. Let's finish up the Bryce, the three lines from the bottom. Chachamim Omrim, Ketanim, Yom Echad, that's a huge difference. The Chachamim have a span of years that's much wider than Rav Meir. Rav the Chachamim say that they have a Knas even when they are Ketanim. Says the Gemara, Knas in Mecherlo. Are we going to say that she can't be sold? We understand that she has a Knas, but are you also saying that she can't be sold? In other words, we know that Rav Meir has an inverse relationship between the ability to sell her and whether or not she gets a knas. If it's yes to one, then it's no to the other. So do the Chachamim have the same thing? Says Gemara, no. Ema, turning to the top of Chav Testament base, af knas mecher. No, he doesn't hold to this inverse relationship between knas and mecher. And really the Chachamim are of the opinion that even if she gets a knas, she can also be sold. There's no need to have, this requires Rishonim. How do we understand Rav Meir? How would we understand the Chachamim not for now? The Gemara on the top of Chav Testament base asks a question on our Mishnah. The Hani bnei knasan in why would we say that the first few cases in our Mishnah, which was the case of the Mamzeris, Nesina, and Kusis, why would we say that they're B'nei Knasa? The only way that we should have a Knas is when we're talking about a woman who's Reuya to you. But these women are not Reuya. You cannot marry a Mamzeris. You cannot marry a Nesina. You cannot marry a Kusis. One way or the other, there should be no knas for these these three women in our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, answer number one, Amar Lakish, you're right. On paper, it shouldn't be the case, but we have a specific uh, drushas that include these women. Nara, Nara, Ha, Nara. So this is a drush. You have to look at the psukim to see how all the words play out. Ha, Lagufe. One is to include a regular kosher girl. And the other is to say that you'll get a knas for sleeping with a girl who's chai velaven. And that is to include, like we saw in the third category of our Mishnah, uh, even cases of chai velaven, that there would be a knas. The Rapapa disagrees with the drasha. Amar Basula Basulos, Ha, Basulos. He says it's different words from which we learn these things. One of these words comes to teach us about a kosher girl herself, that if you sleep with her, there's a knas. One is to include and if there's an isher lav, then you're going to get a knas for sleeping with her, and one for kares as well. Why did Rav Papa and uh, Reish Lakish have different drushes? Why did they do that? The results are the same. So obviously it must be that one held that you couldn't use the drush of the other for a technical reason. Says the Gemara, about 10 lines down on Chav Testament base, we're only going to learn about another 15 lines. We'll get a little bit more than halfway down and then we'll stop. Rav Papa, who focused on the words of Basula Basulos and Habasulos, why didn't he say like Reish Lakish, who focused on Na'ara, Na'ara, and Hana'ara? Says the Gemara, because he couldn't. The words Nara were used already for another drasha. How were they used? That if a man were to be intimate with a girl for whom really there should be a knas, and then unrelated, the girl dies separately in an accident, not related to the Tashmish Amita, 
Potter. He no longer has to pay the knas. How do we know that if he had the Tashmish Hamita, but before he paid the knas, she died, that he's Potter from the knas? You can only pay her, pay the father of this money, the knas, for sleeping with her if she's still alive. So therefore, those words are not available for Adrasha, the words of Nara, Hana, Ara. Nara, Nara, and Hanara. Therefore, Rav Papa needed to come up with another set of psukim, which was the psukim of Basula, uh, Basula, Basulos, and Habasulos. And conversely, Bereish Lakish, my time alo amakir Rav Papa. Why didn't you say like the opinion of Rav Papa? Says the Gemara, humi That we needed, we needed the words of Basula, Basulos, and Habasulos for Xera Shaba. What for? The Tanya, Kesef Yishkol Kemor Habasulos, Sheze, Kemor Habasulos, Samor Habasulos, Kazet. One Pasuk speaks about the number of 50, but it only calls it Kesef, doesn't call it Shekel. The other Pasuk speaks about Shekel, but not in relation to the 50. We combine the two together. So we needed it for Xera Shaba from two Sigas. Okay, but still, even though they both have a reason for why they don't hold like one another, because according to the uh, opinion of Rav Papa, we needed those words to teach us. Um, we needed that to teach us that a girl who dies, then the father no longer gets the knas. And conversely, Reish Lakish couldn't say like Rav Papa because of the because of the Shava. But still, Reish Lakish nami mi Rav Papa nami mi Shava. Still, at the end of the day, they both still agree with all of the halachos. We're only dealing with the exegetical piece, which pasuk teaches us X, which pasuk teaches us Y. So. It's true, it's true that we all agree with the halachos, but how do we navigate the drushos? So says the Gemara, it's uh, it's pretty complex. Ella says the Gemara, Shisa Kra'e There are six psukim that we can darshan from. We have Nara, Nara, Hanara, Besula, Besulos, and Habesulos. Trey Legufaihu. Two of these drushos, we, the, Gemara, the Gemara doesn't detail which, two of these drushos are to teach us that a girl who's kosher, who you violate, who, you, who you're intimate with, you're obligated to give a knas. One of them is to teach us the din of abaye, that if the girl dies, then the knas is not paid. To teach us the din that the, the kesef is 50 shekel. That was Xerashava. And Aisu Leitre, there still are two words left over. One to teach us that if a person uh, sleeps with a, a woman for whom there's a chayve lavin, he'll be chayve knas. And the other is to include a woman for whom intimacy with them is a chayv krisus, that he be chayve knas as well. We're going to continue with this sugya tomorrow. Mir Hashem, tomorrow we'll learn daf lamed, um, and then Friday morning lamed aleph, Shabbos lamed bays, and that will be Sunday's daf, and then we're caught up. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.